Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Jackie Porter is an award-winning certified financial planner in Canada, serving thousands of professionals, established businesses, and families with 24 years of experience. Her practice focuses on cash flow management and tax planning. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jackie. Please share with us who you are and what gave you the passion and the courage to launch and grow your business. I'm a child of a very strong, fierce single mom who had a larger than life, sometimes overbearing presence in my life. But if anyone is responsible for me being fearless and willing to take risks and confident is really her. Unfortunately, I lost her really young. But if there's a silver lining in that is that she equipped me with so much confidence that I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. And sometimes it's easier when you don't realize how hard it's going to be. (laughs) So so I I think that all of those reasons of, you know, being someone who has been on my own, I've been on my own since I was 16. My mother passed away of of cancer, unfortunately. That's my story. And um, really at that point, I was making a lot of adult decisions around where to live. I just happened to have a really good friend that I met in high school who she was from an unstable scenario. So we ended up living together and we figured out how to pay the bills. <laughs> but my mother, again, was the kind of person from the time when I was really young, was always drilling into my head. And I'm sure you have listeners who had a mom like this. She was always saying and echoed in my head, never rely on a man, always have your own money. <laughs> and she was a serious saver. These are the things that you love and hate about a person as you grow, right? But um, she really taught me the value of a dollar and she really taught me hard work. Most of my teens and 20s were working two or three jobs to pay for either high school, the bills, the university. But it really made me become a really conscious saver. And because when you realize you have no one to rely on, there's no plan B, you really make sure you figure out how plan A can work. (laughs) It's just the way it goes. So true. All of these lessons have taught me that independence is something that I embraced because I had no choice. It's kind of led me on a path where I've been inspiring and encouraging other women to become confident around being independent. Even if you're in a relationship, it's about mentally and and emotionally and financially knowing you're going to be okay no matter what happens in the future. Because of my history, it was a path that got forged for me. And then I realized how much I inspired other people who never had that kind of an exposure. (laughs) And I could say, you know what? It's okay. I'm not special. I've just kind of been doing it longer. And, And really, all that it comes down to is being willing to forge that path ahead, even when you don't know for sure how everything's going to turn out. I love that. And I can relate. I moved to LA at 19, and I'm an only child. And my parents said, if you call home for money, once you're moving home. And I was so, I was a little confused because I knew that they had the ability to help me. But looking back, I'm so grateful for it because it taught me 
independence. And I know everyone has different fears and different thoughts around money. Totally. But the only way you learn, it's just kind of like that, not to promote Nike in your podcast, but it's just do it, right? There's there's no shortcut for just practicing something you don't feel confident about. So if you don't feel confident that you can make good financial decisions on your own, just start with one small step, make one small step toward that. Whether it's finding out about something in the, the money world that you don't know, just make a practice every week. Just like when you go to the gym and you're making a practice of going regularly. I'm talking now about me. These are all my issues that I'm going through right now. To lose those extra pounds I put on during COVID. We're all with you. <laughs> but it's the same thing with money. You take you take these little small steps and then the next thing you know, you start to get results. You mentioned that clients can be intimidated by the technical aspect of financial planning. How do you and your team help clients work through those feelings and take actionable steps forward? Yeah, I think when it comes to the technicality, I think that's one of the reasons I get so excited to talk to women. And I do a lot of work even in the female advisor space in recruiting advisors to the industry because my industry is fairly male dominated and there's a lot of male presence in how things have been structured. The language, it's not necessarily intuitive. And there's a lot about finance that we don't have to make that way. And and that's my passion is to uncover the fun in finance, make it relatable, make it something everybody can use. I know personally for me, I'm all about solving problems. Prior to this life of being in finance, I used to be a therapist. I thought that's what I was going to be doing with my life was therapy. And I realized I'm too practical a gal to do therapy. I really like solving problems. So when I realized that finance could be around practical things like solving a problem, that excited me. And I I think that's very true for people who come in to see an advisor. They're trying to solve a problem. They don't necessarily need to go into the weeds. They just need to understand how the weeds relate to they're not going to grow back again. Give me the big picture and then give me how it relates to my situation and how it's going to solve my problem. That's when people get excited. People come in and they they feel a lot of shame. That's that's something that if you're speaking to someone where they don't feel relatable, they don't feel approachable, they don't feel like someone you can have a real conversation with. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I call myself a confidant because that's the beginning, right? That's where we need to start is you need to feel like I'm someone or someone that you're sitting with who's going to talk to you about finance. If you have all these fears and intimidation and you think finance is technical, what are the odds you're going to have a real conversation about a problem you're trying to solve? It's so great that you can marry those two because with your background in therapy, you can work with all of those feelings around money and figure out what they are that someone has because money is driven by our feelings at times. No, it's a hundred percent about that, right? Like people need to feel like confidant is really two things, right? If people need to feel they can trust you, they can talk to you, they can tell you because there's so much in our society that's rooted in money. And even in therapy, when I was doing therapy, I realized so much of what someone might be going through on the emotional side might already be tied to money, like their family history, how they grew up, financial traumas that they might have had. I know that some of the reasons that I'm really good at what I do is I'm a worrier by nature. So I have to solve problems and I'm really good at seeing 
the risk in somebody's situation because I've had to see the risk in life. But people don't necessarily recognize what their financial traumas are. And probably COVID has opened the floodgates of people needing to solve problems because it's bigger than when are you going to retire? And it's bigger than how much life insurance do you need? I think if anything, the pandemic has illuminated the importance of having those real conversations that people potentially never, never thought they could have with an advisor before. And, and then they can really see the value. It's not so commoditized. And a lot of women have left the workforce too. I mean, if you were in a situation, all, all of a sudden I was a first grade teacher to two six-year-olds and I can't imagine, I mean, I work from home, thankfully, but the people that had to go out and work, that's a real challenge. So I'm sure that, I mean, in addition to the to divorce and people losing jobs. It's great that you are there to help people through some of these things. And I've been thinking a lot about money. And I think if we believe in abundance, there is a abundance. And if we believe that it's scarce, it is scarce. That goes back to that whole financial trauma, right? Because I'll talk to these people who have dealt with some kind of trauma. So they worry about being bad ladies, but they are really warriors and they're amazing savers. So they have all this money that they have saved sitting in a savings account and they're holding the fort. They're just like, I don't know what to do. All my money is sitting in cash, but I'm worried. That's my mindset. So, you know, you kind of have to uncover like, what is this, right? And the great thing about finance and why it marries so well with mindset is you can show people. You don't just have to tell them. The numbers don't lie. Let's look at what the numbers say and how they relate to your circumstances. Let's look year by year at your lifestyle. And let's look at how much cash you have coming in, taxes. We can actually plot it out and use really low returns. And are you okay? Yes or no. And if not, why? And what can we do about it? And that's what gives people peace of mind. I love telling people the numbers tell the story. What are two or three initial steps or tips that you think are the most important that you can share with us about financial planning? The first one is being prepared to be on a journey when it comes to your finances. So you don't have to solve every single problem. Again, going back to my own journey and I talk about weight loss, like you, you don't go to the gym one day. You can spend five hours there if you want. You're not going to lose all the weight. It's this practice, right? So I think if we start with that mindset of some, it's something I've got, like I've got this, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. I've got this and whatever I can't figure out, I'll seek help where I need it. And I'm, I'm going to just keep working at it. So just come in to looking at your finances, the way you look at it and anything that you, you really want to achieve or overcome in life, change your mind about the fact that it's not something that you can do because women tend to get intimidated. They're not confident. They feel like it's something that they can't do. So first change your mind about that. And then the second is practice. So take those little baby steps look at your finances and think, what do I need to learn about? What's the thing that's burning in my mind? Is it about investing? Is it about learning about the markets? There's so many different ways, if, if that's what you want, that you can get help around. There's so many online resources. I have a ton of resources on my website. You want to learn about the stock market, or you are someone who just wants to get out of debt. That's a big issue as well for people. Just figure out what's going on in your finances right now, just based on your life and prioritize the things you want to deal with in the next 30 days 
in the next year, in the next three years, and in the next five years, set some goals for yourself around what you want to see happen around your finances. Identify as well where things might not be going as well. So it just means that you have to just be honest with yourself and think, gee, you know, maybe I want to learn about investments and I've got all my money in a savings account. I really want to put that to work. But on the other side, maybe I've got some credit card debt that I'm not sure what to do with and staring me in the face. And maybe I open up my credit card statement sometimes, but other times I don't. (laughs) So just think about what's going well in your circumstances. What are some things you'd like to to change? Maybe there are dangers in your scenarios that you need to, to really look at, or maybe I don't have an emergency fund. Think about all of that. Also think about what you're doing well. Like pat yourself on the back because everybody is doing well in something. Some people tell me I'm not really great with money, but I'm a really good income or I'm a really good saver, but I don't know what to do with them. Like, so just go through your circumstances and just think through for women out there who may or may not be because families are busy. If you're not involved with the family's finances, now's the time to start having those crucial conversations with your partner. Figure out where stuff's located, first and foremost, right? Do you know where all the accounts are? Do you know how they're being managed? I would highly recommend for your females and males who may not know about finance, do a financial date night once a year where you kind of just put everything out in the open. You have all the statements out, look at where you are, you look at the household expenses, put the budget out there, you look at it, you talk about what goals you want to accomplish if you're in a relationship, and and then you have a nice meal. But you commit to doing that at least once a year, so you're on top of what's going on. The worst thing I see happen is two scenarios that, that make me sad. One is women who are going through a divorce have no idea where anything is, So they're in these crappy situations where they're settling in a settlement scenario because they don't really know what's going on. They know nothing about finance. Um, They don't actually even know for sure whatever they're being offered is going to be enough to carry them, especially if they were not the primary breadwinner. Maybe they work part time because they had kids at home. So now's the time to empower yourself, empower your relationship. By having those conversations, you may have a spouse who wants to get you involved, but they don't know how, right? So a really important thing. And and then the other thing I see along that is just widows losing a spouse, right? And again, not knowing where anything is located. So my biggest message to all of you is get involved, get involved in your finances, take charge of your finances and get that mindset that this is something that you can do. You have got this, ladies. It's exciting. Such good advice. And I love how you bring the confidence and the grace. You know, it might not be perfect in some areas, but that's okay. We can work to get you to the place where you want to be. Absolutely. The last thing is just seek help, like get help where you think you need it. There are people like myself that can help you always figure out who you can work with that you can trust always go with your gut. If you sit down with someone and you get an icky feeling, chances are you're not going to have those conversations you need to have. Like I said, these days people are going into second, third marriages and you need, you need real talk. You need real advice. 
how to manage your finances, how to make sure everybody's needs are being met, especially the people who you're bringing into that relationship. There's a lot of conversations that need to be had. Another thing I I see is women are getting married later, having kids later, and they're coming into relationships with money. So ladies, love is not enough, right? Let me tell you right now, love does not conquer all. It just doesn't. I wish I could say it does. I used to be a therapist. So I'm saying this as a therapist and a planner, right? It's just not enough. So if you're coming into a relationship with money and you're older and keep in mind when women live longer than men, they take off more time for caregiving. They're in a scenario where the the pension benefits, the benefits that they have access to in retirement don't tend to be as much. So if you come into a relationship and for whatever reason it doesn't work and you have to give away 50% of that, what's that going to do to your financial independence and your ability to take care of yourself down the road? So get a prenup (laughs) or at least have those kinds of conversations. And and the reality is, if you're with a partner who you can't have these kinds of conversations with, that might be a red flag right there. Uh So true and such good advice. Your team helps to build wealth by looking at a 360 degree snapshot of your client's current and future financials. How does your team help someone do this? Well, we give a complimentary assessment. So if if you've got people out there who are thinking, you know, I really, there's a lot that's happened in the last two years. My goodness, the pandemic, I've lost track of time. Things have gone fast at times and slow at times. And a lot of us realize that maybe we didn't plan enough for a big what if like this. Who knew COVID was going to happen? Did you have enough in your emergency fund? And maybe now you're thinking, I don't want to be in this situation. If something like this happens in the future, I want to be prepared. Here's your opportunity to take advantage of our complimentary assessment. What we do is we give you that 360 degree look. So we look at how much debt you're carrying. What are the dangers in your circumstances that we were talking about? What what are you doing well? How can we help you emphasize the positive? Mm -hmm. What are the opportunities that you're missing out on? We'll give you that blueprint. And then you can decide from there how you want to proceed. If you want to move forward and do a full financial plan, if you want to use this to start thinking through what you're going to do next, we, we really want to empower as many women as possible over the next decade to embrace their financial future. So great. And it's so needed. What is your strategy for management, for staying on task to accomplish what you set out to do, as well as motivating your teams and the people around you? I'm actually wearing my sweatshirt tonight. You might see it. It says cheerleader. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Um, I I love cheerleading my clients. I actually joke all the time with my clients that, you know, the first thing we do when we start working together is we make some commitments to the things that we want to accomplish. So my job as an advisor is no different than what a coach would do is keeping you honest. So I call myself a professional nag to my clients. You told me these are the things you want to accomplish. You've given me a a timeline. We meet on a regular basis to check in to make sure that that's the direction you're going. And if, you know, things fall apart, things happen. My job is to reach out to you to make sure the things that you told me you wanted to see happen keeping them honest, we're going to do everything we can to get you there. So I'm going to cheerlead you to that. And I I love cheerleading my clients to help them get to their goals, my team members to help them see how we can make an impact and show them the possibilities of what we can do as a team to really help the next generation of women over the next decade. You know what I mean? So 
that's really, and, and really my industry, I'm a cheerleader in my industry on what's possible when we can actually shift the narrative on what financial empowerment can look like. It doesn't have to be technical. It doesn't have to be cold. It can be relationship-based. It can be fun and it can be approachable. And those are all the things I love talking about in my industry. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? I love laughing and I love bringing the fun to everything that I do. So the two things that that, um, I try to do in my practice with clients, with my team is use humor. I take what I do very, very seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. And I think That's the levity we all need when it comes to our finances is how can we bring the fun? So when clients sometimes are stressed out, cracking a joke, poking fun at the situation, making things so that they don't feel insurmountable. I I had a conversation the other day with a divorcee and we were talking about, you know, she was married to a very wealthy individual and this transition to a divorcee being single was going to mean you know, her financial circumstances were, were going to change quite a bit. So we were talking about downsizing and moving into this house and she was going to need furniture. And she was telling me how she was going to have to spend all this money on restoration hardware furniture. And I'm like, really? Restoration? Like, this is what your kids need. Are you sure about that? Right. I'm like, do you think that your kid knows if they're sitting on restoration hardware or just furniture with mom and dad. Like, let's just figure this out. And we just had a nice little laugh about it. And it was just really a, a nice way to say, you know what? It, it, that's not the stuff that your kid cares about, right? They care just that you're going to be in their lives and that you're like their North Star. That's really it. That's all the kids care about. And so it's just reminding people, they don't have to take the circumstances seriously. They don't take themselves seriously. Let's just deal with how we can make the circumstances better. Let's use humor. Let's use levity. And just let's have fun as much as we can. Life's short. And at the end of the day, the more fun you can inject in someone's day to make them feel good, the more you can motivate them and give make them see possibility. I, if I can do those things and leave this earth, I, I've lived my, my best life. So true. I love it. Because when you think of financial planning, you don't necessarily think of fun, but who doesn't want to have fun when they do anything? Totally. Absolutely. I think most people think of going to see a financial planner, like going to see a dentist and folks, it doesn't have to be that way. It just doesn't. Real world finance and real talk around finance is changing and you just have to demand um, more and expect that you deserve better. So seek it out. Seek out someone you can have fun with because if they're going to be in your life, you're going to have a relationship with them. The circumstances around life, life can be really challenging. So having someone that you can have a little bit of levity with while you deal with your life just makes life that much easier. So seek it out. Jackie, this has been such a fun and informative conversation. Thank you so much for joining me and joining us today. Can you please tell our listeners how and where they can find you? Yes, our contact information is askjackie.ca. So A-S-K-J-A-C-K-I-E dot C-A. And speaking of fun, we have a, a fun little quiz we have going right now. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out or try it yet, Melanie. It's called What Sex in the City uh, Lady Are You from a Financial Perspective? If you want to know, 
check out our quiz. It's right on when you go on our website. And um, just FYI, I am Samantha from a financial perspective. I I think my friends would say I'm Samantha too. (laughs) (laughs) And I have something I have to admit, I can't believe I'm going to admit this. But when I was 21 or 22, I had just moved to LA. I had graduated college from Loyola Marymount with my business degree. And I was a dancer, ballet, and from when I was little, and I performed in front of thousands of people. But I wasn't confident speaking in front of people. So I decided to go into acting and try to get my SAG card and get into acting classes because it would force me to get up and speak in front of people and get me out of my comfort zone. So I didn't have a speaking role, but one of the things that they booked me on, I had to be 21, was the Sex and the City episode. (laughs) (laughs) When they, when I can't believe I'm admitting this, when the uh, girls came to LA and did the episode in LA, and when they're at Saddle Ranch, I'm standing right behind Sarah Jessica Parker. No way. That's amazing. So when I saw your website, I thought, Oh, I think I'm going to have to tell the story when we talk. (laughs) That is amazing. Well, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the show and I know it's coming back and uh, they're doing some version of it. And when I was watching the show, again, my background therapy. So I'm like, these ladies aren't just personalities. They all have financial personalities that um, I think would be really interesting and would resonate with people uh, to figure out who they were from a financial perspective. So ladies, gentlemen, if you want to find out what type of personality you are, financial personality you are, as they relate to the Sex and the City ladies, because that was a pretty comprehensive group of ladies from that perspective. So check it out. We have had a lot of fun doing this quiz. So we'd love your feedback on it as well. And when I looked at your website, I thought, oh, how fun. And now that I've I've met you and we've had our conversation, I can see where it resonates from. I'm a fan. So thank you so much, Melanie. This is amazing. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It business consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Strefolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.